If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 429 for February 4th or 5th, whatever day it is, 2020. Uh, Coming up on this week's show, lots of Xbox Series X stuff to talk about. What is the initiative up to? Microsoft's new quadruple-A premier first-party game studio. Well, Phil Spencer giving a little bit of a hint on that on Twitter. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order being very successful. We'll talk about that and what that means. All that and more coming up on Podcast Unlocked. Podcast Unlocked. What's happening, friends? I'm Ryan McCaffrey to my right, Destin Legary. What was that? Say bam loudly. You got it, fake person in my ear. Bam! Let's get going. Yeah. Uh, after my ear infection, I'm like, everything's... <laughs> oh, no. It's very shrill. Even on this side, I'm, I'm shrill. You're here. shrill. Uh, it's, it's very... It's, it's been a rough week, but uh, the bam will no doubt shake the cobwebs out. So thank mm. you, Destin. Unlock does need like a thing. What? The like, intro. Like the bam? Ryan does his, his read, and then he's like, yeah. let's lock it in right now. <laughs> intro sequence. This is the Master Chief, and you're listening. <laughs> Do we? Okay. We got to come up with something. Uh, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hi. How are you? Hi. Uh, how are you? I'm, a, I'm all right. I'm we, getting... We're I'm, all kind of banged up a little bit here. You were sick last week. Yeah. I got sick over the weekend. <laughs> Uh, I'm feeling all right now. Yeah. You coughed when I came in the room, and I walked this. Just like, yeah, no way. Not, like, I do not want to. It's get not. A, it's not one of those contagious moments. Now it's just like I feel like I got hit by a truck, but we're oh. soldiering on. Yeah. Mm, Mark Medina subbing in for the vacationing Miranda Sanchez. Uh, Ryan, I am here. I feel great. Justice for Han. Fast Nine is going to be dope. <laughs> Appreciate the, Why the you shout keep out. Over here? That's, all, that's all you need. <laughs> oh man! Well, last all week, right. he, last, last week you were so visual we that this a, week he's he's got his finger on the button. He's got to make sure, just in case Destin makes a face, he wants to make sure he gets we it. We had the uh, you're referencing, you know, the big Fast Nine trailer that we had the Super yep. Bowl over the yep. weekend. No, we didn't. Uh, what? I don't know. He's totally my life. It's all right, Niners fan. Never happened. Cry, uh, just cry on the pillow of the six other championships that Bay Area sports teams have won in the last 10 years i mean it makes it easier it makes it easier i did this thing and i I never believed in it because i i'm not i'm not like big on sports but i text my friend who's a huge niners fan i was like hey they're they're 10 up that is when they were 10 up and i was like hey uh i think they're gonna win and he goes you realize you ruined it realize you jinxed it it was mark medina swear san francisco i swear Gotta go to the the second I clicked send that text, it, it went nothing but bad for the rest of the game. Not okay. one more good thing happened for them. <laughs> well, and I well, just I just kept texting him. I'm so sorry. There were a lot I'm of issues. So, the, the Niners will have you hunted down and terminated. <laughs> it was clock, I, it's definitely my fault. It was clock management. It was play calling. It was Jimmy Garoppolo shaking under pressure. Explain it was, it was a lot of how that touchdown was a touchdown. Do I just not understand sports? The ball That's, was over the line. It doesn't have yeah. to touch Thank you, the Destin. ground. I thought it was <laughs> touched down. 
It doesn't have to touch the ground? As long as any part of the football crosses any part of the white line before the end zone, it's considered a touchdown. I thought Welcome it had to, to Madden Cast. I thought it actually had to touch the uh, ground. Anyway, no. hey, for serious question, for next year's Super Bowl, do you mm-hmm. guys think Microsoft might go all out and buy a Super Bowl spot for a Series X? It'll have been out for a couple months at that point. Yeah. Think that, that might be a thing? Yeah. Probably. Maybe. It would make a lot of sense to promote a little Halo Infinite mm-hmm. in that. Mm. I, see that. I could see that happening. Could be good. Uh, anyway. Our new producer is really letting me down with these camera angles. <laughs> well, I don't know. It'll be, it'll be arguable. You leave him alone. You tie him. Poor tie onto it'll, the bus. It'll be <laughs> approximately four months after launch at that point. Like three and some change. Depending, yeah. Whether it's October or November, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, I could see it. I mean, it's... The stakes have have raised to that point. With, I mean, with the, the, console the NFL and I'm Mike- not talking. <laughs> <laughs> the NFL We're the podcast over here. You guys just want to start over? A show within a show happening. Uh, Sorry, I'll stop audio listening. The <laughs> Jesus, uh, my whole train of thought. The the NFL and Microsoft already have a deal. That's true. Uh, that they worked out several years ago. Hmm. Surfaces on every. The side surface line. became oh, the official yeah. like sideline. Tool, tablet, device, yeah, device yeah. of the NFL, and we were and laughing so. that all the guy, all the announcers, they're all like, they all have like notepads and stuff like that. And Amanda's like, why aren't they using their things? I'm like, I'm sure they're not even on. Oh, I'm yeah. sure they're just there for show. Because like, so you see four Microsoft services. Just there are certain coaches that like, like Bill Belichick still carries around like a a, a, a clipboard with that much paper on right. it while he has to hold his Surface. It's really, really funny to see. Really Some of them actually really use it. You see a lot of players like flipping through oh, sure. uh, oh, formation sets. That's from the previous drive. But yeah, so. I watched the whole game. I never saw him use him once. Anyway. I just missed it. Yeah. Uh, Doom Eternal is our IGN first this month. Very excited about that. That's a game that just, it's it's like it was made for me. It's, <laughs> it's so good. I watched the first uh, so 10 good. minutes yesterday. Yeah, that's so that's our first piece. We got yeah. the first 10 minutes of the game up on IGN or the IGN YouTube. Check that out if you haven't Kicks seen ass. it. It's real good. Um, and then a lot more coming all the crown long. part. You know what part I'm talking about? <laughs> oh yeah. Watch it just for the crown part. It's so good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to spoil crown it. I want part. them to go watch it. Uh, there, Look for the crown part. <laughs> people were talking about spoilers. There are like some. I mean, there's some setup spoilers and like maybe the, the well, literally the first ten minutes. Right. Um, but like it's not. It's, not thing, it's like one. It's inherent in the title. Yeah. If you don't want to see the beginning of the game, don't click on a video that says the first ten minutes of sure, Doom Eternal. Yep. Number two, I mean, I told I'm sensitive to spoilers for sure, but it it's a game. Doom is a gameplay game. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's. I mean, yeah, there's story in it, but you know, he's I, in hell. Spoiler <laughs> warning. Spoiler. He goes and kills he's a bunch not. of demons. He's in our. He's on Earth. He's on Earth. Like Got to bring the, the hell. pain to Earth. And there's so. there is a. See now I'm like gun shy. I don't want to talk about the ten Just minutes you put out. It's fine. There's a really cool shot where you see the space station or the spacecraft. I'm not super into doom lore right um so i'm not sure what it's called but it's hovering over it's hovering over earth and you see these like uh like hellish sort of demonic pentagrams all over the earth stamped into the earth the size of states right and uh i'm just like wow that is that is a badass like (laughs) visual to like because he basically odst drops into earth right like oh yeah he uh he goes down into it and you're like man that's that's Stuff yeah, is I've, stuff is real bad. I was about to swear. I've played a bunch of that game. It's really good so far. And yeah, if it's if the rest of it holds up to the chunks I've played, it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be my favorite game in March, if not many other months as well. So uh, stay tuned all month long for more on that. All right, let's get to the news right now. Destin, yes, Phil Spencer. He likes to tweet sometimes. Mm-hmm. He has a Twitter account. He uses it. He sure does. So this was. What what would have otherwise been a very innocuous tweet, mm. but there is a little parenthetical that <laughs> that he put in here that's uh, that certainly got my my uh, brain. There's a winky face too. Isn't yeah. It? <laughs> so Phil Phil was on Twitter and he says he came he had a meeting with the Initiative. So you know Microsoft's new quadruple A studio down in Santa Monica. Uh, that's being built by Daryl Gallagher, former head of Crystal Dynamics. Yeah, they have a lot of talent. A lot of decorated. Drew Drew Murray's on Drew Murray's a a lead there from, uh, he he worked on Sunset Overdrive. He was in Insomniac. Insomniac, yeah. yeah. So uh, a lot of talented folks being assembled down at the initiative. And Phil's saying, had a great update today with Daryl Gallagher, Matt Booty, who's the head of Xbox Game Studios, and the team at the initiative. 
It's an incredibly talented studio challenging themselves to do new things, parentheses, and old things, smiley face, uh, in new ways. Perfect yeah. arc. Minesweeper 2020. <laughs> uh, well, Destin, you're you're cutting right to the heart of the matter. So yeah. That's what everybody thought, right? That's immediately. What I think. Immediately. That's what why, I thought why, why? 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 Yes. Tell me why. Dor- it's been dormant for so long. No one's really been discussing it. And you know. it's one of their properties that they do own that they are able to, you know, resurface. It, it was, definitely has sort it was of made that, by rare, right? Initially. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. It definitely right. has that special sauce that mm. could you know, be brought back to light. A really good first-person shooter. Yeah. It had interesting well, futuristic Zero weapons. Zero was a first-person shooter, but I think for me, it's the the talent. Well, the N sixty four one was also. Uh, yeah, the well, far side. Right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, the talent pool down in Santa Monica is, you know, you've got Naughty Dog down mm-hmm. there. You've got uh, Insomniac down there. You've Sony got Santa Monica. Sony Santa Monica with with God of War. So you've got a bunch of people. To, to to hire from and to draw from that are really, really good at making narrative driven yeah. third person action adventure games. So it's a it's a brute force reboot. Well, we're done here. <laughs> we can uh, we've solved the mystery. I was holding on to that one before Destin yeah. jumped right to Perfect Dark. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so Perfect Dark, re, you know, recast as a third person narrative driven action adventure game with spy elements, stealth elements. Yeah. Uh, with Joanna Dark as you know a, a third person, maybe open world mm-hmm. kind of kind of exploration, like it, it it would make a ton of sense. I mean, I had been under the assumption we know what assuming does that the fact that Microsoft had was springing up this quadruple A, you know, top tier Halo kind of caliber studio to uh, out of nothing. I I always I figured they'd be making a new IP, but yeah. this whether it's Perfect Dark or not. This whole and old thing smiley face would mm-hmm. seem to suggest that they are not making a new IP. It would seem to suggest that, which kind of disappoints me. I, I would lo- I would love well, to see those kind of resources and that kind of talent poured into something new, right? Well, they're saying new and old things, so <sighs> saying they're not doing anything new. Is- it, well, yeah, I, sure. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little silly to think that there are now two teams working on something new and old but mm-hmm. certainly the new the new is a qualifier on the old things i would think so that like a re- a remake or a reboot or bringing back an old franchise you're saying or okay i get what it could saying. be in reference to you know to new mechanics with an old idea that's what i'm talking right. about yeah okay, versus the opposite which would be a new idea on old mechanics so a really cinematic match three game or something like that <laughs> <laughs> but what? You never know. Minesweeper 2020. Game Pass, baby. <laughs> this time the bombs sweep you. The intrinsic <laughs> parts of Perfect Dark and what make it special is Joanna Dark, mm-hmm. the spy elements, the collecting intel. And I think the point where it gets a little too weird is with the alien character. Yeah. You know, near the end of the game. So I would prefer that they focus in on Joanna Dark and her story of becoming a spy before it gets too strange. It's where a, you become detached yeah, with I, it. I completely that, agree. That core storytelling is really good. And I would love to learn more about Joanna. Look what they did with Tomb Raider when they yeah. brought Tomb Raider back. So that was my other thing. Mm-hmm. Like, So we're thinking a Joanna Dark. I mean, for for those who don't know, I guess Perfect Dark seems pretty pretty ubiquitous, but Perfect Dark is essentially futuristic James Bond yeah. yep. spy stuff, like Lady Bond yeah. in the future. And, and my and that's, I, I'm saying, you know, you're talking about, I, I respect the I wish it were a new IP, mm-hmm. which were a new thing. I would argue that Perfect Dark is effectively that at this point, because it's mm-hmm. been so long that even if even if they straight remade the original Perfect Dark, which they won't, they already remastered. Like they right. brought it up, they for three hundred and sixty, yeah, uh, live yeah. arcade. But you know, it's it's been long enough where you've got a whole generation of Xbox gamers that have grown up and have have never played it, have no idea what it is. So it's it's it is effectively a new <laughs> thing. But but you already know it's good ideas, good character. Yeah, so that's why. Yeah, I'm I'm not necessarily all all for dredging up every old IP, but there are. A lot of really good IPs that Microsoft hasn't done anything with in forever, and I think Perfect Dark's up right near the top of that list. So, if they're if they're putting a quadruple A, you know, mega budget, mega talent uh, behind a new Perfect Dark, that's that's something I'm super excited about. Yeah, and I th- I think the resources and the talent are the most important part, right? Because Perfect Dark was a had a bunch of great ideas with a great character, but 
was a totally different team. Like that character could be Joanna in name only kind of situation, right? right? So uh, I'll be surprised if it is Perfect Dark. I, I'm. What do you think? Maybe if, if it's something. Uh, from the back catalog, if it is a, an, old, an old Microsoft IP, what else do you think he, Phil might be referring to there? Yeah, I don't know. That's a, it's a great question. I mean, the reason that you remake an IP is because it's got name recognition and it's got nostalgia and people are attaching to it. And to your point, like you said, you know, it's effectively an unknown quantity for a whole generation of people now, right? So do you want me, do you want me to go down the list? I, I brought it up here on Wikipedia. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Is it, I mean, Crimson Skies and... Age of Empires, Banjo-Kazooie, Battletoads, Blue Dragon, Conquer, Crackdown, Fable, Forza, Gears, Halo, Killer Instinct, Mech Warrior. Can I pause you for one second? Yeah. Most of those uh, are already in development. I, ju- or, I just uh, want to say like... Perfect Dark. If, if Conquer were to come back, mm. <laughs> can we please have Double Fine do it? Oh yeah, yeah they, could, it would they could hit that awesome. tone really yeah. well. Tim Schafer would be oh, that would be that would be cool. Anyway, we, go ahead. Yeah, continuing. Uh, Perfect Dark, Rise of Nations, Thunder, Viva Pinata. Viva Pinata would be pretty neat, but I don't think this studio would be developing. No, that. I, you wouldn't yeah. be. I don't think you'd be putting a hundred million dollars in no. a Viva Pinata game. And then dollars. There's a bunch of like That's smaller stuff after that, but so many dollars. Nothing that that jumps out. Crimson Skies would be. I think I think was one I'm, we talked about last episode. Yeah, really. I think I'm kind of with Brandon. I I would so much prefer for them to just I don't know. I don't really. I'm not really in the mood to kind of be like, here's the old stuff we've done. We're bringing it back. Like yeah. I'll be honest. Like I'm not super excited for a lot of those things. Like I want to see new ideas kind of coming. You know, kind of just studios. Just I mean, this what this is a new studio, so it's not taking a different direction. But instead of like. It's it's kind of weird. So like, I played like God of War one and two, and I I didn't much care for them when I was younger, right? Mm-hmm. So then when God of War twenty eighteen came yeah. out, I I actually was not really excited for it at all because I was like, I'm not a God of War fan. Yes, right? like I had I had no attachment <clears throat> either. I'm, I'm yeah, like, I was yeah. like, I'm I'm just I'm not a God of War fan. Then I played it, and I'm like, whoa, this is awesome, right? Because it's it's just so different. But a part of me thought to myself. You know, this is an older franchise that I don't know anything about and that I don't have any connection for. And so you kind of feel like you're missing. It's kind of nice to get kind of on the ground level of something. Mm. I see what you're saying. I didn't feel that way at all personally about God of War. I mean, I, I, I'm sure I missed a few in jokes here or there, references, sure. but yeah, I mean, not really. I well, think I just, I think just mean played the hype. it pretty straight from the ground up. I just mean the hype leading up to it. I right. remember thinking like, I I don't really care about God of War. And you so guys are like, insane. I've been quiet long enough. That's fine. How, how do you not? Everyone can have different opinions. <laughs> I don't care about God of War. But anyways, uh, except for the new one. The new one's cool. But that's what I'm saying is like Perfect Dark, it, no matter what, a game, an old IP is always going to come with like a little bit of baggage. Definitely. Whether it's good or bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when people think, oh, Perfect Dark, oh, what are they just remaking the Nintendo 64 game? Or do I need to know what happened in those games? Where it's like, hey, here's this. It's brand new. You're mm-hmm. here on the ground level. I, I hear you. I don't. That clearly didn't s- slow down God of War at it all. Di- it did not. Did not it matter did not. at all. It <laughs> sold, what, 10 plus mm-hmm. million mm-hmm. copies. And I guess the more I think about it, the more a perfect dark could make sense because I I think there's a lot of love for that. If you're mm-hmm. old enough to remember it, you probably think fondly mm-hmm. of of the perfect yep. dark series. So you've got you've got a, a positive association going there. And number two, you know this if you're going to spend a hundred million dollars with a brand new team developing a huge new game that you want to be a pillar of Xbox moving forward. It's a lot riskier to do it with a new IP. Sure, I'm not saying they shouldn't do it. I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to sit here saying they should just only ever develop sequels and franchises. Right, but right. you know, it would be a lot riskier to 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 push all those chips into the t- sure. into the middle of the table on a brand new thing. That's it, sorry, go ahead. I was waiting. No, go ahead. Um, irregardless of how we feel personally about God of War, if you go look at the reaction video to when it was announced during mm-hmm. the Sony PlayStation conference, mm-hmm. that is what the community reacted to that IP like, right? Bringing it back was a, a huge thing after yeah. being dormant for so long. Mm-hmm. And I bringing it back seriously. Yeah, bringing yeah. it back yes. in a, with a tone and a respect. And a high production that, value. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that really, really resonated with the community, right? I don't think 
we necessarily would get that with Perfect Dark. We're going to get I, it with Fable as I, soon yes. as they announce well, Fable. I was going to say, I think Fable would get that response. Because yeah. Fable it's is more definitely recent. a frame. It's more recent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. This week's Podcast Unlocked is brought to you by NordVPN. Hey, if you're watching a lot of sports like me and you hate blackouts, NordVPN is a great way to go. You can use NordVPN, a virtual private network, to watch live sporting events, TV shows, films that aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location to a country that is showing that event. No more blackouts. It's also good for plenty of other stuff like protecting your private data, your bank details, your passwords, your online identity. You can protect your data while you're traveling and using public Wi-Fi. NordVPN protects you wherever you are in the world. NordVPN threat protection also protects you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. NordVPN is also the fastest VPN in the world. No buffering or lagging while you're streaming, and it will stop your ISP bandwidth throttling. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee a month, so that is a super affordable, great way to go. To get the best discount off of your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash Unlocked without the E. That's N O R D V P N dot com slash U N L O C K D, and that'll give you four extra months on the two year plan. And best of all, there's no risk with Nord's 30 day money back guarantee. NordVPN.com slash unlocked without the E. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I don't know. Perfect Dark just has a lot of challenges in that respect. And also looking at their IP list, I don't know what's on there that's been dormant that would get a response that would, the way that yeah. the way God of War did at Sony with Sony. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of just, I, I, I don't want to be scared of the unknown. I, well, that's I want to, I, I want to go to E3 and I want them to show me a game that I didn't know I wanted. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean like, that, that like, is the difference between goodness and greatness, isn't it? Right. When, well, like, like not to bring up Sony again, but you know, <laughs> what greatness awaits. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I'm just like, I, I Hugo Martin is uh, the the project director on Doom, and I was mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. at ID doing. Uh, you're going to hear him talk about that very thing it on the uh, on the on the IGN Unfiltered this month. He's uh, he's uh, the guest along with Marty Stratton, the two of them. So it's it's just you when you're talking about that. That's what made it made me think of was he's going to speak a lot about that on Unfiltered and about kind of like you have to you sell yourself. You, well, you have to tell you have to show the audience what it wants and it where it, where it didn't and the audience didn't even know it wanted that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's his that's his thing, and he's. I think he's totally right. Yeah, hundred percent. And and to, sorry, I are you? I was just gonna say like like something like taking uh, again not to bring up Sony. It's the only example I could think of is like Killzone was this series, and then Gorilla comes out and they're like, you know what, Horizon Zero Dawn, and like that's a big hit now. That's something people didn't know that's that fair. they wanted. Yeah, and so it's like that's kind of like my idea of like we we they could have just kept making Killzone games, you know, and so it's like we could just keep making old games but I, I i would love to see it's like here here's this new console and here's a game you didn't know you wanted here's what it can do so I, i'm just excited for your stuff i don't disagree at all i think though that there are now what 14 15 first party studios mm-hmm. you're gonna get plenty of that i agree like a lot I of the so other too. like obsidian in exile uh you know a lot a lot of the other teams the uh compulsion like you're i think you will see mm-hmm. a lot of New ideas, yeah, test it out. I think it'll be cool. And see, so you got to, you know, there it's inevitably going to be a mix. Sure, there you've got 
Halo yeah, Gears and Forza, their reliance and then Fable. And... You know, Fable's going to be revived by mm. Playground's other team, but. You know, that hasn't been confirmed yet, right? We just all we're like, assuming it's like it. the worst kept secret. At uh, this yeah, point. yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's not even. It's, there's just, no leaks or anything. It just yeah, seems there been, obvious. There have been concept it's, art postings that are. <laughs> what oh, really? if it doesn't happen? What if it's yeah. just <laughs> never? <laughs> we'll just pretend yeah. we never. We never. Uh, I forgot about like, that. We'll just grab the archives. Delete the tapes. <laughs> Burn the tapes. Yeah. <laughs> just like. Yeah, just take the just delete <laughs> well, all the emails. It's just, fine. It, it could be something like Fable Legends again, though, which it, it had a strong be. community following. They need, and it just didn't release. This that's to to your point about Gorilla, right? With resistance, I, I think it takes a certain amount of time. Killzone. Sorry, Killzone. Okay. Killzone Horizon. Yeah. Um, I think it takes a certain amount of time for a studio to sort of build the confidence of the publisher or the first mm-hmm. party mm-hmm. to and the be, community and the community to be yep. able to branch out and do something new and exciting like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Killzone first person shooters. We know first person shooters do well and you can actually, you can make a really good living making a first person shooter that is not a call of duty or, you know, mm-hmm. because people will buy them and people will play them. Um, and as you get better and you continue to sort of flex those muscles at some point, you're, I don't care who you are or what you do or what industry you're in. At some point, someone wants to try something new, yep. right? Yeah. So when you have the talent and the confidence and the pedigree to be able to pull that off, you get a horizon. Mm-hmm. And and to your point about a, a developer's job is to sell the thing that the player doesn't know they want. I think Sony does do a great job at that. They have. Granted, they do it four years before the game is out, but that is part of the <laughs> process for them, right? Like I never knew I wanted a walking simulator a de facto walking simulator with Death Stranding. And it's like, if you had told me like, yeah, you're a, you're a glorified post-apocalyptic FedEx, FedEx delivery guy. I'm like, all right, that's cool. No, I'm, well, I'm even I'm thinking good. about stuff like not even just game development, but like game pass is like a new way that nobody thought could be a way to buy games and consume <laughs> media like that. You know, like yeah. that's, that's kind of what I'm excited for. Cause like how cool is stuff like game pass yeah, and forward like that is like, yeah, where it's like, hey, we're going to just have this library of games that you're going to pay ten bucks a month for, and all our first parties come to a day one. Like, what's so that's, I- that's like a crazy thought. What's you so go ironic? To the store and you buy a game for sixty dollars. That's how we've always done it. Yeah. And now that's not how we do it anymore for for Xbox, and it's like really cool. It's really forward thinking. That's what's really ironic about it is because you say no one's thought about that before, but for ten years people have been saying, oh, we're, we want to be the Netflix of games. Sure, you know. Uh, so, and that that has been recycled and recycled and recycled, and uh, you know Nvidia tried it, and a, a lot of Redbox and GameFly. There's a lot of services that have tried it. For some reason, Xbox stuck it because I think they pulled what Apple did: keep everything in your ecosystem. You don't really have to think about it. It's just ten bucks a month, and it already works with just everything you own. Yep. I mean, the biggest criticism you see it online all the time: Xbox does not have the same quality yeah. IPs that PlayStation has. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You're right; they absolutely need to be making new IPs to quell that conversation. Mm-hmm. I and totally agree with you. Yeah, you yeah. can't keep going to the well of Halo and Gears. Those are there; those are staples, right? That's mm-hmm. great. If you figure out a new path with Perfect Dark and Fable, that's good. That does give you a little bit more of a competitive advantage. We need our Last of Us. We need our Horizon. Yeah. We need our God of War. You're 100% yeah, the game right. that you didn't know you wanted. You're 100% yeah. that right. becomes the big deal. Yeah. <laughs> because in the last generation, Microsoft has introduced several new IPs and a lot of Ori and Sea of Thieves. Problem is, as much as no one wants to admit it, there's a kind of game that sells really well, and it is a dark realistic cinematic video game like a God of War or Ghost of Tsushima or Death Stranding. Those kind of games are what get, you know, the demographic of the video game industry is is very weighted in one direction and for one age group. And those are the games that really get people you know, motivated to get out there and pick it up. And that's it, what we got Hellblade 2. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Hellblade absolutely. 2. Hell, Hell, Hellblade 2 is the first game where Hell, you feel that spark, that yep, excitement yep, for yeah, a property. Yep. Hellblade is a perfect example of the direction. I don't think it's the only direction because I love Fable for what it is. It's a fairy tale video game. It's a it's a it's a mm-hmm. fable video game. Well, I was gonna say actual <laughs> a fable fable video, it video sure game. It is a fable video. Uh, <laughs> sea of Thieves is a fantastic experience, but mm-hmm. Sea of Thieves and Fable don't speak to a certain uh, core demographic that really really wants to hit stuff with an axe or that really wants a dark like arduous trek through a really fleshed out world. 
And I, I, I think I re- see, I would really love the initiative to take the talent and the resources, all the people on that staff, like they have amazing projects under their belt and poured into something new and something that I, that I want to care about, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, it'll be, if it is perfect dark, it'll be interesting to see if they can, they can win you over in yeah. that yeah. regard, you know, cause that's, I mean, there'll be a lot riding on whatever it is. That they I was, are I was a bigger Perfect there. Dark fan back in the day than Goldeneye. I yeah. remember Perfect Dark was this weird like bridge where you had to get the you didn't have to get the N sixty four expansion pack. Right, right. But the game was much but, worse yeah. without it. Come on, <laughs> yeah. I, so I don't know my Nintendo history super well, but was if I recall correctly, wasn't Perfect Dark kind of born out of the fact that Rare wanted to keep doing that same kind of game, but without having the to have to rely on, to the, the on the James license. Bond license, yeah. The license? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'll have to look more into that later. It did it. give us the Farsight sniper rifle, which yeah. to this and day is one of the worst weapons in the world. I mean, you mean the, the best, best weapon? No, no. <laughs> I love shoot through walls. It's only the best if it's in your hands. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> for so for for if there's a eight person map, seven people on that map hate the Farsight. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. The laptop. All right. Oh, laptop gun. Love that thing. All right, so that's uh, Phil Spencer teasing us all on Twitter. Uh, Let's move on to a little celebratory post here from EA and Respawn, deservedly so. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, absolutely a hit, no (laughs) doubt about it. During uh, EA's Q3 conference call recently with the investors, EA revealed that sales of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order significantly beat our expectations, according to Chief Financial Officer Blake Jorgensen. Uh, They had originally projected Jedi Fallen Order to sell 6 to 8 million units for their fiscal year, but it it has already hit the high end of that in in their Q3, which is uh, the October to December period, and the game came out in... November, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, they now say they anticipate it to sell around 10 million units in their fiscal year, which is well, the one that's ends in Mar- the end of March. So mm-hmm. their fiscal year. Uh, so it means See, 10 million yeah. through then, and then it'll probably keep selling in April and beyond of 2020 mm-hmm. this year. So it may just keep right on rolling. But uh, I just I think you know we've talked so much about EA and not making single player games and this was the one that looked really good and it turned out it was really good and it is really good and that people needed to vote with their wallets well you did congratulations cuz it's EA, this is the only message EA hears and i know mm-hmm. that sounds kind of mm-hmm. sarcastic but i'm bottom bottom I mean, dollar <laughs> this is the only mess you can post on any message board all day every day this is the only message EA will hear which is hey you like this you bought it great we'll keep doing it so uh it i'm i'm very happy for respawn because it's a great game they deserve the success but i'm also happy that, two for two yeah that ea will get this message and we're almost certainly gonna get a sequel to this yeah. a- and hopefully other single player games in the star Wars with the star wars license or yeah. or otherwise i hope and you're 100 percent right this uh this is the language that ea speaks and I hope that what they heard isn't people really want more Star Wars games mm-hmm. instead of people really want good, polished, single-player games. If they happen to be Star Wars, that's fantastic. Um, but I don't think that... I really, really hope that's not the case because they know. They've had a bunch of duds, right, with with the Star Wars license. There's a bunch of mobile mm-hmm. games and, and whatnot. So I just really hope that this tells them that, hey... Maybe Dead Space isn't such a lost cause, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, may, maybe we do have the opportunity here to make really good games and get a return on it. Mm-hmm. Kotor, <coughs> excuse me, or Kotor. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they say vote with your wallet, and like that's literally what this is. Um, it's cool. I'll, I'll plug your shit. So if you if you watch the unfiltered with Stig. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Medina, uh, you'll kind of see that Goodness. I edited that episode. So, like, I, I was forced to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, Thanks, Mark. Uh, yeah, you got <laughs> it, buddy. You got it. You're a little um, spicy today, buddy. A little spicy. But uh, if you watch it, it's it's cool because like you'll know that this game has had a little bit of an uphill battle uh, when it comes to like being made. Like, Jedi? yeah, like. Stig talks about how like they go into a boardroom with with Disney execs and they're like, yeah, we want to oh, make yeah. a game where it's like it's like Jedi's and stuff like that. And they're like, what about blaster? Yeah, don't use lightsaber. It's like, like lights. They're like Jedi's. Like that was like the coveted. Like whoa, 
Jedi's, but we don't know about that. And so the fact that they were able to push through and then make this really, really cool game. Yeah. Uh, what and about then it, blasters? It so- Did you make Apex? Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do we want to yeah. take a second and just talk about Respawn and how they're essentially sure. Will, Will Smith in the 90s? They cannot do anything wrong. <laughs> they are triple threat. They have... They have arguably the best multiplayer or the most popular multiplayer game out there right now. They have arguably, and I say arguably because I haven't seen all the figures, but the best selling single player game of the year, of, of the season so far. And, um, you know, they're, they've got a VR thing in the works that I'm sure is going to be great as well. we'll I, you see. know, I saw Medal of Honor. It's, it's, the, it's the highest, one of the highest production. production yeah. VR games I've seen, and I, 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 don't know how, I don't know how that comes off, but I mean it in a, in a complimentary way. Like it, you, you, it feels like a real full game rather than just like a VR tech demo. Yeah, I don't think it's a pejorative to say that the sort of quality of VR games is not sort of what you lower. would expect yeah. with regular video PC console games yeah. because it's a new platform, it's a new technology. We'll get there eventually, but there are a lot of hurdles and learning. We're starting and trials. to get a few. The Walking Dead. Saints, what's it? Saints and Sinners. People Sinners. love that I, game. I took a preview demo for that, and I put it on everybody else's radar here right mm-hmm. away. And I was so happy to see the review come in at a nine for that. It's yeah, that's nice. awesome. It, I, yeah, what I played was really good. What's the other and one? And Half Life's coming up. But what's what's the other one? Yeah, exactly. But what's the other one? The Bone something? Oh, uh, Bone Game. Stella was just talking to me <laughs> oh, about this. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. VR game. Yeah, Bones. Yeah, anyway, forget what the game's called, but it, it's like inspired by Half Life. But that's like a full game, and so it's like you know, VR kind of seems to begin there. I hope check so. out our top ten. Did her top Thursday. ten go up yet? It's at three p.m. on Thursday. But on anyway, Thursday. we're getting off topic. Gore respawn, big Vinny style. Vincent Zampella. Get no, <laughs> right? come on, come on. All right, I'm glad we're back on topic he's, now. So he's we can <laughs> been put in charge of Dice LA. They're gonna rebuild that studio. Sorry, guys, parents just don't understand. <laughs> um. I think that, uh, that so wait which are, which game is Independence just, Day which game is Bad Boys all right if we're actually going to do this then, <laughs> um, I think that Respawn might be one of the best studios in the world they at this absolutely point. are I don't think there's any doubt about that and the thing is they've been I've been shouting this for years like this is the core of that team which is still there yeah mm-hmm. yeah the, the the they are the remember this is the history here is Activision. Screwed, screwed over Infinity Ward yeah. after Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. Vince and, and Jason West at the time, who has since uh, retired, unretired, and now I guess works at Epic, but they took most of that team, like 40 people, don't quote me on that, and they... <laughs> It was, you know, it was, it large, was seven. But right. No, it, seven. It, it wasn't. It was a yeah. much larger. It, it was a big people. chunk, and they well, went, there was solidarity there. Right? Yeah, and they went and they just left en masse and went and and founded the appropriately named Respawn, Respawn. Yeah. with EA, or well, actually on their own, and they signed a publishing deal with mm-hmm. EA, and EA has since acquired them. But yeah, these are the people that made the Call of Duty that. It, I know that it is what it is. Great. That is it's what like, it's it like it when is. you think of like Titanfall and Star Wars and Apex. It's like, man, they make all these great games, but it's like you also have th- that team to thank for like what Call of Duty is Absolutely. today. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like you can kind of just automatically all add all those games to the pedigree. That's as well. right. Because Call of Duty Four and, is what set the standard. And for what Stig, are. Stig Osmond right. said it, had, he he came from God of, God War. of War. The God yeah. of Wars you don't care about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The original trilogy of God yep. of War. So I hate yeah. them. It's I love a studio. I'm just so happy to see that team doing what they're doing because you know when Titanfall came out, it was <clears throat> people loved it. It was great, but it was also you know it's a very good multiplayer game. But there's there's no single player. Like they 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 did some experimentation. Mm-hmm. They tried to fuse that sort of like narrative storytelling into a multiplayer game. You know to mix success, it it, it got the point across. But you know. I don't know if people were really sold on it. Titanfall 2 came out. They added that single player and it reminded everyone. like One hey, of the best first-person shooter single-player campaigns yeah, yeah, we, hey, of, awesome. the, of the generation. Hey, remember we made the Infinity War Call of Duties. We know what we're doing when it comes to a single-player shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, I reviewed Titanfall 2. I, I still think it, like Ryan covered on it perfectly. It's one of the best shooter campaigns well, out and there. And Call of Duty took so many cues from Titanfall when it came out. That's like that's when the jetpack right. hit and all that <laughs> stuff yeah, after, with uh, yeah. Warfare. There was a whole trend of like getting further and further mm-hmm. into the future and then, you know, at some point 
they reset it. it like, well, we're going back <laughs> to the forties. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. Again, I think we've said this before, but I think Jedi Fallen Order Two is is a no brainer at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. I'd be shocked if it didn't happen. Stig's got that whole team built to make that kind of game. It's the they're they're they've they have the talent to make it exactly what they've been making. Uh, they have the Unreal Engine tuned up how they want it. They can bring it over to Series X and PS5, dial it up. Uh, yeah, I think Jedi Fallen Order 2 is inevitable, and that's a good thing. That'll be a real nice... <laughs> I really like that. That's a good, good thing. It's always fascinating to me when a company like EA misses for so long. Excuse me. And then they do something that just... Yes, this is what we've been asking for for so long. It's a big hit, and we're not surprised. Yeah. Because we're on the outside, we're just like, yeah, this game's great. Of course, this is what we've wanted. Game's so like, why EA. did it? Why <laughs> did EA diverge so hard? Like, how did their company end up where they were? Where they're writing stories about surprise mechanics? Mm-hmm. That guy got fired, right? Like, who let him say that to an? It was a lady. To a jury. What are you talking Wait, about? Yeah. It was Lu- a lady. Lu- it was a lady. Yeah. Are you talking about like oh, the it was con- a guy in the EU, wasn't it? The contextualization mm. of loot boxes is what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, when she was like, we, we don't refer call to them, them as loopers. size mechanics. We, we actually call them surprise mechanics. I mean, that's yeah. just, that's, that's just, that's just, we're getting off top. Mumbo jumbo. But, <laughs> Keep it celebratory but here. It's, it's, <laughs> good, it's good that <laughs> yeah. EA is yeah, celebrating. <laughs> it's good that EA is celebrating Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And I feel like Respawn had the clout to say, we're not going to do the things that you want us to do. We're doing it this way responsibly. Well. And they were, they have a good collaboration with their community. Or, They're or, just hitting the right Tone. Whether it was Vince keeping EA at arm's length or EA finally being smart enough to go, maybe we should just leave Vince and these guys. Use yeah. whatever engine you want. Just make <laughs> what, a good game. Anyway. Whatever deal Respawn struck seems to be working out better than yes. the Bioware deal. Yes, indeed. Uh, speaking of EA, on that same conference call, that same CFO talked up the Series X as well as the PS5 saying, the power of the new consoles is going to be substantially greater than existing consoles said EA CFO Blake Jorgensen. We can do a lot more uh, with Series X and PS5. Things we're doing will blow people's minds. Uh, Jorgensen also said there's going to be so much innovation, not just from EA, but from the whole industry, not only with more sophisticated games, but even the creation of new genres. Well, okay. It's not... I don't think I've ever heard uh, a a third-party publishing executive ahead of a new console launch, come out and badmouth the upcoming consoles, saying, mm-hmm. yeah, they're fine. We'll we'll deal with it. He's borderline so, hyperbolic, like, though. I mean, we're moving to PC. Yeah. <laughs> what can I say? It's like, so you've had a PC that can do what those do for, what, five years, right? Yeah. And you're saying that it's these consoles are going to create new genres? Come on. How? Uh, How does a new console launch power a new genre? Okay, all right. That seems hyperbolic. I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. The only thing I can think of is that developers want to develop for the largest largest audience they possibly can. Mm -hmm. If a console can support something that they're trying to do Mm -hmm. and that only a PC can do it, that doesn't hit as many people as it would if they developed on consoles, so they scrap that idea or that feature. So with that in mind, maybe since consoles will now be able to support the technology that is required to make those features, yeah. Maybe then they can okay. actually I'll, do I'll, it. I'll give you okay. one. We've seen it here again. And there that's with like, oh, that's I also think it's BS, but that's Sh- good. It just seems like he's blowing a little. Shadow smart. of Mordor exists on both consoles, old and new, but mm-hmm. only the Nemesis system could work on the new consoles. Like it's a it's for a the, small needed, okay. it needed the CPU, the additional CPU. Yeah, it needed power for the and uh, that is that AI is a system. feature because there, there's been this thing where it's like I remember the first few years of Xbox and PS4 where it was like. What are these games doing that I couldn't just do on 360 and PS3 without, you know, other than just they're prettier? You know, like, mm-hmm. are these games actually different? And that's right. kind of an example. I'll give you one more, Destin. I mean, and this. Oh, you guys have already largely I'm changed kinda, my mind, but let's hear it. The, well, the, the, the one that came no, to mind. No, you sit there and you take you your medicine. Yeah. The one that came to mind was uh, could the Battle Royale genre have been done on the 360? Oh. That's a good one. Because, you know, one, one giant map, 100 it was done players. on PC. First, right. like long He's, before but, PUBG, even H one Z one did it. Before. Well, we're talking about but, no, but on consoles. console leaps. And the answer is yes, because Happy Wars came out on the Xbox oh, three hundred and sixty. Yeah. So, what? <laughs> so they were doing like large really scale battles um, 
on original anyway, Xbox, right? Kingdom Under so, Fire. So to answer your question, it could have been done. I agree with yeah. everyone yeah. in that. Yes, I, I think. <laughs> yeah. I love how this podcast evolves into we're all we're right. all buddies. No, yeah. we're all we're still, all right. We're all still friends. I, I do, right? I mean, Round of applause for us. <laughs> yes, he's being a little uh, just a little, a little hyperbolic, a little hyperbolic. Saying, but yeah. at the same point, yeah, he's I mean, excited. You know the 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 cloud streaming stuff, the com- cloud mm-hmm. computing tech that the Series mm-hmm. X and X Cloud's gonna okay. gonna help bring in should yeah. should actually and, help and again, enable new cool stuff. Maybe we don't know what they are yet. That's maybe true. maybe they come maybe. out and they're like no, this. Factually, game. we don't know. Sure. Well, I just mean like <laughs> like as far as like the tech goes, it's like hey, this couldn't have happened because of this. Maybe the Series X is a handheld device, and the big brick that we see is just the charging port, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the power. That's the, the power supply. <laughs> the power. We're creating yeah. new genres using <laughs> X Cloud and Hololens. We're going to be able to play in real time you have to carry wherever the cloud around with you. I can't even <laughs> sell this. Power this four. sucks. Uh, um, all right. Hey, if they can actually create new genres because of this, more power to them. Okay, that's really exciting. you need to define what a genre is at this. Yeah. Point. No, 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 moving on. Cause, cause, moving on. Because doing this. Okay, now. real quick. Because <laughs> Kojima came out and he said Death Stranding is a new genre. Uh, I, I yeah. see. I see what he's saying. Sort of. It's very socially heavy. It's just Animal Crossing. The problem is, the, is like original strand. I think game. the. I think the. Oh, yeah, the elements of like the strand game were have been in Dark Souls and Animal Crossing and you know asynchronous. Uh, multiplayer games forever so what is a genre ryan what's a genre no one knows ryan what is a genre it doesn't matter it doesn't doesn't matter is the answer Um, you have shooters and you have swingers so (laughs) platinum games still wants to do scale bound Speaking to Eurogamer, they I'm should out. they should they should kickstart it. I think this episode's a little too spicy to bring up Scalebound. Yeah. If I'm being it's honest, too late. Producer uh, Atsushi Inaba spoke to Eurogamer recently about it, and uh, Atsushi-san was asked if being able to self-publish. You're referencing what they they've been going down the self-publishing route lately. Yeah. They're just they're right now kickstarting Wonderful 101 reboot or remake. Did you? Sorry, real quick tangent. Did yeah. you see one of the Kickstarter backer rewards? Yep. Is that you get blocked by Kami. blocked by Kamiya. Kamiya will block you on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. What an um, Anyway, so could it mean could this run of self publishing now this this pivot in the business model or the business strategy for Scalebound lead to uh, for Platinum lead to Scalebound uh, end up being finished and and released? And uh, Inabasan says again, it's a good question. But this was an intellectual property that belongs 100% to Microsoft. Whatever happens with this project, we can't really do anything with it unless Microsoft leaves it to us. Mm-hmm. But it's a game that we, fall in, uh, that we fall in love with and love. If the opportunity arises, it's something we would love to return to. Mm-hmm. So cool. yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a game of IP ownership. Yep. Microsoft yep. would have to say, yeah, we definitely don't plan on doing anything with Scalebound. Will sell you the IP or license it, back. I, or or, license or it sure, and then it's like, which and seems then, more likely, and then go ahead and and do whatever you want with it. I'll yeah. say, Scalebound looks really cool. It's really yeah. interesting. It does not have mass market appeal, though. Also, yeah. I, I, does anyone know what that game is? Like, Scalebound seems like a really awesome collection of themes and mechanics. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what happens in it, and I've seen every, like we've we covered it for three years, and like I still don't know what it does. We did a month on it. Yeah, yeah. I I I interviewed him. Like, I was sitting two feet away from him. Still don't know what that game is. Hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, I, like, I get the enthusiasm from Xbox fans that liked the idea of this. Like, oh, a prominent Japanese it's game cool. developer mm-hmm. uh, making a, an Xbox exclusive game. But for me, it's there's a couple things going against this. Where I mean, hey, if if ultimately if Platinum wants to finish it and put it out, cool, sure, go for it. And Microsoft signs off on that in one way or another but a the game uh, double check the game was canceled in january officially canceled january of 2017 yeah. so there was there was a little three bit years of already mm-hmm. that that nothing has happened yeah. with it it probably needed i'm sure at least a year of additional <laughs> development time at least, to, yeah. to have got at least to have made it to the finish line so either so if if uh scale ba- if platinum acquired it tomorrow from microsoft you're looking at a 2017 game releasing in 2021 or later, yeah. or they start over because we have a generational gap. Uh, gap coming now, a generational leap. They start from scratch, they rebuild it, reshape it, and it's an even longer wait. So I just feel like for me, Xbox fans say, hey, 
I, I trust in, in Phil. I trust he's leading Xbox. He's done a great job leading, which I certainly think he's done a great job since he was installed as, as the head of the, uh, uh, the head of Xbox. He canceled it for a reason. Mm-hmm. Now I know that the, the, the Retort to that, I've been hearing on my Twitter today as well. What about Crackdown 3 was allowed to continue? Yes. This is Sophie's choice. One, I would have also canceled Crackdown 3, but uh, that's easy. It's easier to say in hindsight, number one. Number two, Crackdown 3 had the cloud technology that they were hoping would be something that could be leveraged in other games. So there was oh, so you, there you was additional value in continuing the crackdown project. They wrote off some of the cost of it to R and D. Right, yeah. and and number three that uh, <clears throat> they needed games. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's you, you that's probably just you you gotta you don't you gotta let one of them gotta get something out there. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, crackdown three was one of two first party releases last year. Plus, yep. you have new IP that it's just not really quite coming right, together. It's a, it's a sure, sure bet. Crackdown three. How, how does it look when you cancel one of the sort of first-party pillars of Microsoft when you think of exclusives? Well, the, the, oh, well like 360, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even though, even yeah. though largely it was received negatively, like I think the community of Crackdown fans were like, you know, it's it's fine, I think was sort of like the pass that it got. It wasn't like atrociously broken. It was playable. It was you aggressive. Play it wasn't it. good. It was just old style. It was aggressively... Me- it wasn't mm, No, not even that. I mean, as the guy who reviewed it, I think it was aggressively mediocre. I don't think it was just like, well, it's too old school to really be appreciated. It was just... There were bad parts of that game, mm-hmm. which is fine. I mean, no. lots of great games have bad parts. Um, I just... I totally understand... I don't I like we, all we can do is speculate about sure. uh, the decision to cancel Scalebound versus Crackdown 3. I right. don't I really really doubt that, mm. that those two were ever held up at the same time. Probably not. But if you, you know, have to revert or divert resources to one thing or another, the established IP seems like the better choice. And yeah. and let me be clear too. I have I completely understand the the Platinum team wanting to yeah. finish the thing that they poured so mm-hmm. much hard work into. I, and I hope they get the opportunity. And, and yeah, if they get the opportunity, great. I just think for Xbox fans, it's you've got to trust that Phil probably knew what he was doing when he decided not to continue with this as far as a, you know, as far as it turning into a premier <laughs> top tier yeah. first party game. So And Platinum's making a ton of cool stuff right now. Oh, yeah. Astral Chain uh, mm-hmm. uh and um what was their other really good one that they had recently too? Oh, um well, Near, but that was Yes, super, thank you. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they have Beautiful, one. right? Now. The Kickstarter thing? Oh, that's Wonderful 101. Wonderful 101. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. So, yeah, their 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 business pivot seems to be working pretty well for them so mm-hmm. far and the so Kickstarter got crazy funded super fast in like 30 minutes yeah yeah well I that's mean, like, a good I mean, way like, to that's just for the that's just for the switch port and then right. they had stretch goals that they just annihilated yeah pc and ps4 mm-hmm. sadly not xbox but that's a that's an yeah, excellent that's way to test market interest and yeah you know like yep. do you actually want this didn't you know, work they out so well for shenmue 3 <laughs> well shenmue 3 is out right yeah, and it's saying it, and, <laughs> the fact that you had to ask <laughs> says a little bit. Yeah. That was a, that was a, that was an interesting one. But, but anyway, yeah, yeah, you're you're right. It'd be nice to have another cool like Japanese exclusive mm-hmm. Japanese developer working with Microsoft exclusively. Well, uh, what was it? Uh, I mean, you go back, and of course, Eternal Odyssey, something Odyssey, uh, Lost Odyssey, Lost Odyssey. Eternal Sonata. Thank you, mm-hmm. Blue Dragon. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know, go back a little more to. Ninja Gaiden, of course, mm-hmm. exclusive for the original Xbox. If Dead Lost Alive, Odyssey came back, I would be pretty stoked. Lost Chris Odyssey Walker. was way better than than I think a lot of people. It was very good credit for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good game. Also, Unreal Engine back in the day. Hey, yeah, look at that figure, which hadn't really been used for RPGs like that yeah. at the time. Uh, one more Xbox story I did want to get to. It somehow didn't make it onto this printout, even though I did add it to the doc late. So. Uh, the folks at therot.com who uh, are frequent, they, they cover all things Microsoft. So they've got, I won't call it speculation because they're, they're saying, they're claiming, pardon me, uh, that the mystery port that we talked about on the back of the prototype Xbox Series yeah. X. It is for GameCube, Game, Game Boy games. <laughs> we thought it was a diagnostic port, which is actually what, that, what their reporter says too. That's what he thought. But the, uh, according to, to people familiar with the company's plans, 
it is uh, for storage. It is Whoa, for additional like storage. So interesting. Not, you know, mm. to, we know that the storage situation on Series X is they can put crackers in super there? fast. <laughs> that it is a that you know well past USB storage speeds. Yep. So that tells me that so a small. It's, SSD. it's something. Yeah, it's something else. And they kind of go on to talk about. It looks too is small it, for SSD drives. Like is it traditional uh, compact videos. Flash mm. Express? That's really expensive to buy. Mm. So there's sort of some interesting speculation in the piece, but they they claim to have uh, you know sources familiar with it that that say it is. A storage expansion port, which interesting could explain interesting th- like these games are going to they're huge. A yes. terabyte is not enough anymore I, for, I, for a lot of these. If oh, it's the not, not just X, the size, but the speed of the storage as if, well. If the Series X comes with less than two terabytes, I will yep. be very disappointed and very surprised. Because like, got to be two. these games are only going to get bigger. Yes, and so then when I, especially if they're packing in, they're all four K. Yeah, four K. Every 8K single game is four K. So. I think, I think you're insane. What? A two terabyte hard drive. You think they'll ship it with a, the same one terabyte that they ship yes. with the, the Xbox One X 100%. Yeah. I do. The same. That would be unfortunate. I think we need to make it in a I th- lunch bag. I think this. I think it could happen. I'm with you guys. <laughs> I mean, sure. Why not? <laughs> because I think I think we need one to cash in is, on these bets. We should. We I do. Think, I think one terabyte is too small today. I, th- I think you're right. I think it's still too small. I mean, but think, shit, about, gears- think about being able to buy these like little like cards for the most part that you're kind of able to be like, hey, I want to launch this game. And it's like, you're able to label it. Well, this is on card two. And you're like, boop. Oh Boom. man! I'm not gonna do that. You can still have like an PS2 era. You can still have an external hard drive that's like four. Yeah, but those run off USB. Yes. Eventually, is, that's going to hit a cap where which you're is, not getting your fast load time. Well, that's that's running off USB. That's, that's the point. Is like this new port will allow you to add external storage space that will still be able and still get fast to read write at the right. yeah 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 yeah. That's well, what, so that's what I'm saying. Is like external storage is an option, but it's always just going to be USB. This could be a chance to kind of get you. Maybe it's in the middle, right? No, no, no. I don't like mean. 1. I don't mean. 5. I mean external storage. What we have right now, right. taking your four terabyte external hard drive, plugging it into your Xbox One X, right? That's what we have right now. But mm-hmm. then that's running off USB. So yeah. I'm responding to Destin saying that that You're saying is it an option for data. I, I think you guys are mental if you think that this <laughs> that if it's if we're looking at a six hundred dollar console, possibly that it would have less than two terabytes. I think it could happen. It. That would be yeah. I think that's that 100% would be accurate. so disappointing. They launched with 500, and 500 wasn't big at the time. I think I but think you get a 600 dollars console with a one terabyte oh, hard drive that internal. Would be, that would be awful. And then they sell a proprietary component that you insert a hard drive into and then slide it in for external storage. That would be I think they do it. To keep I mean, down. Microsoft has. Yeah, I agree. Otherwise, it's 650. Yeah. Is, uh, well, we don't know. I have no idea is. what hardware, mass-produced hardware prices are. Yeah. But I, I just, you know, Microsoft has made, you can point to almost everything they've been doing as gamer first. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see them giving us the short shrift uh, and just putting a one terabyte. Kind of especially, milk these, yeah. especially when the one, part of that one terabyte is taken up by all like the system OS. files. In the oh, OS. yeah, you're getting, you're so getting like, you're never, getting way less than yeah, that. It's never that like big. I know. <laughs> it's never that big. Two terabyter bust, Phil. If you're listening, I, one terabyte's what? Ten, ten large games. games. Ten games, essentially. I mean, yeah, Ge- yeah. Gears Four on the on the One X is uh, just over a hundred. Forza Seven. Destiny is like eighty five. Every Call is of just Duty. over a hundred. And does Destiny have uh, just, is a, native four K four K textures? Not on console. Yeah, I guess Gears, but on does, right? Gear, Gear, Gears that's what that's what I'm talking about. So you when know, I re- every, every Call of Duty is like one ten, one twenty, which is crazy because it's not even native four K, is it? Uh, those games are just terrible. Modern Warfare might be. They're just not optimized. Yeah. But but Gears 4, optimized for the One X, yeah. when you download the native 4K assets, it is 107, I want to say. So Destin's right. You get about 9, 10 big games on there, which is, you know, with Xbox Game Pass, seem like that seems to me to be kind of a sweet spot for an initial game and, and initial console. See, yeah, to me, you're proving my games, point by saying... Is, with because you know they're so of course Game Pass is you such a focus. You need to be able to have somewhere need, to hold you know, these it games. Would be, it'll be so dumb if you have to just delete constantly, constantly be deleting and installing games mm-hmm. uh, to to actually fully enjoy your Game Pass subscription rather than just be able to download a bunch of stuff and and, and switch back and forth on the fly. They've, you can set a lot of that to be Microsoft's automated. Though. Already said that this console, uh, you know, you, you might be able to 
run more than one thing at a time. Yeah. You know, the multitasking. So I t- no, I totally agree with you. I, I think <laughs> yes, you are gonna We're have agreeing to, do- to agree to disagree. Pretty much. I think you are <laughs> I think you are gonna have to do that, and I think that is fine. I think that's okay. I think Microsoft is okay with that as your entry level base console. But it's not. It's the Series X. Sure, it's a Series X, but it's not. It's not the the, 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 the Series S is the point five version at some point, right? And similar to the Xbox One X or similar to the Xbox One, you only have so much storage space, and then the onus is on you to go out and get the, another the external hard about, drive. Though, is is if they're making a cheaper console, that's your one terabyte. The Series yes. X has it all. Exactly, Maybe ten terabytes. Mark gets it. <laughs> but yeah, like. Yeah, I'm think, totally with you. You guys owe me lunch if this thing is two terabytes Dude, or more. I just want to go to In-N-Out. I will, We're doing it. Let's go. We're going to do it. Okay. <laughs> it's just a matter of who's paying. Well, I'll get a double-double when it comes out to be a one-terabyte <laughs> hard drive. A one-terabyte SSD is about 100 bucks. But that's in retail. I mean, it's tough yeah. to gauge a lot from that. You know, Microsoft. They get like mass that. production. Oh, yeah. They get it a little like, I, they're, we're also, they're also not using SSD. They're, you know, it's... it's are using proprietary. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's some, pro- something better than that. Sure. Yeah, which is why, I mean, I'm not a super tech aficionado. Like, I have no idea what that port is on the back, if it's 10-pin, whatever. Uh, I think they sell, if that's what it is, I think they sell a conversion envelope that you open, put your hard drive in, your your standard off-the-shelf hard drive in, close it up, slide it in. And that's your external, now internal, I guess, hard drive. It's the port's that big, so... Which is is the size, which... No, I'm talking like the actual hard drive card, like the slim hard drive cards that go into internal PCs. Right. So you open the envelope, you slide that in, you close it, and then you slide that into the Xbox. We shall see. I don't know. There's also, there's All also I know long, is we're going to in and out at some point. <laughs> there's also long rectangular drives that we use in cameras a lot. Yes. That, uh, yeah, yeah. Put yeah. it in there. All right. Um, one of we got to move on here. It is, let's see. Let's do, let's do we loot time? box for this week because I know we're about out of time. Uh, all right. But let's talk, unlock, let's do a trivia question. Sorry, Miranda. We'll get you a chance to catch up when you're back. Uh, and the question comes from Carl Kramer who writes in, on the topic of, uh, of id Software, talking about Doom at the top of the show, which id Software game came as a bonus with another game and also within it had nine zero-point achievements in it, which is just ice cold. Yeah. That's, that's ice cold <laughs> to do. So, uh, again, came as a bonus game with another game. Was it Doom 2 Master Levels? Was it Quake 2? Was it Wolfenstein 3D? Or was it Shadow Knights? I'll go first. Do you guys know this one? I'm going to say it's A, Master Levels for Doom 2. All right. Mark, you got any idea here you want to try and get on the board? Let's say say Wolfenstein. Why not? All right. Yeah, I was going to say C. Also going Wolfenstein? Yep. Cool. Nobody gets it right. We'll play again next week. It was Quake 2. Yeah. Quake 2 came as uh, it was a bonus disc with Quake 4. A day one launch title for the Xbox Uh, 360. Okay. So it was was sort of a sort of... Hey, buy Quake 4, and you can relive a little bit of nostalgia exactly. with Quake 2. Yeah, interesting. Marketing, man. Nice Except, job, Carl, stumping everybody. I yeah, I, I thought the master levels for Doom 2 was going to be that. Like, if you buy Quake, we'll also give you some Doom games, because you, yeah. if you're buying Quake, you probably own Doom, yeah. you know? Right. It's a play the Halo 3 beta if you buy Crackdown situations. Yeah. <laughs> All right, if uh, you want to try and stump the panel as Carl did, please send your Xbox Carl. trivia question to unlocked at IGN.com. Please include your question. Four multiple choice answers and note the correct answer in your email. And with that, we'll hit the road. Uh, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. You can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Please check out our Doom Eternal IGN first coverage this month. Brian Malkowitz, James Duggan, and myself have been working super hard on it. Very pumped for this one. I just, I love what I've seen of this video game so far, and I'm just Mm -hmm. very excited to share it with everybody. So, yeah, Destin. Just follow me on Twitter or uh, watch me stream at mixer.com slash Destin or twitch.tv slash Destin. Nice. Dope. Brandon? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Brandon Tyrell. Just my name. Um, put up a preview today for a cool CRPG. If you're a huge nerd like me and you really love those old school isometric RPGs like Baldur's Gate. Hell yeah. Um, Kickstarter just launched today for a game called Pathfinder, Wrath of the Righteous, which is a super metal name. Um, <laughs> it's a sort of spiritual sequel to Pathfinder Kingmaker. I'm very on board. Played it for about an hour. Really, really liked it. Wrath so. of the Righteous. That's like good, right? Yeah. It's the only way to oh, say it. Really. Very uh, check out that That's preview. It's on IGN right now. Right now. Excellent. Mark, take us home. Yeah, Twitter at Mark underscore Medina. You can follow me there or not. It's up to you, man. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, I'm, I'm not. Do it. I'm not Do your it. boss. 
It's worth it. You can it. do whatever you want. Talks about That's it. it. Speed runs. Loot box was so unceremonious this week. Loot box? <laughs> or not, uh, unlock block. Oh, yeah. yeah it was, uh, it was just like, just, well, yeah. we all failed. We do you want us to do highlight our Thanks, failure? Coral. <laughs> oh, man. Coral. All right. We will see you guys next week. This was Unlocked 429. <laughs> we shall return in one week's time. Rip and two. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.